Now, the movie Good Kill is another one that may or may not get a release in Australia. Uh, it's kind of got a limited one in America. And other than that, seems to be touring festivals around the world still. Um, it's Good Kill, and it's got a pedigree director, a very pedigree director, uh, Andrew M. Nicole from New Zealand, who uh, wrote The Truman Show and directed Gattaca, which went on to be... Although it wasn't lauded as a masterpiece of a film, I've got a feeling this is a, a very common trait with him. Uh, it became very prescient because of its ideals about Ethan Hawke's character wanting to become a, an astronaut, but they genetically test everyone and you're basically given your job in life based on your predetermined genetics. Um, and that's now highly regarded sci-fi film. Also, Lord of War, another film, great ideas. Nicolas Cage is a, an arms dealer, very thought-provoking. Uh, in Time, um, which was one where the people had the time they had left to live on their wrists. All great ideas, but he does seem sometimes to be lacking um, a, a coherence. He, he can do pretty much everything, but he doesn't seem to be able to fit everything together. Um, and his latest film, Good Kill, is, a, is, I think, in a very similar mode. Ethan Hawke again appears. I love Ethan Hawke. I think he's one of the most underappreciated American actors. I've loved him in virtually everything I've seen him in. Um, and particularly he was good in uh, Snowpiercer. And he's, he's shown up again in another Australian film recently, I think. I'm just trying to remember what that was. But here he plays the modern American Air Force pilot. A guy that used to uh, fly around in Iraq and Afghanistan now gets in his SUV in his family home where his wife and kids are, drives a few kilometres to this unassuming warehouse barn thing, walks in, sits in front of a computer with about five or six others and takes his orders from people at the CIA or whoever's running things that day and basically flies over places like Afghanistan and Iraq and bombs them from the air. And he's a very troubled man. He's, a, he's, he's never happy once in this film. He's an extremely troubled man. He's got two main issues going on. One is the fact of his home life. Uh, he liked it better when he could go away and come back and things would be great. But being there all the time, he can't deal with. And his uh, relationship with his wife, played by the extremely appealing January Jones, is falling to pieces and the second thing is he wants to be in the air. He wants to kill people face to face, even though that's such a, a <laughs> the fallacy of doing it one way or the other, really. Doing it from a screen or doing it from 20,000 feet, I'm not sure that that works. But um, he's getting more and more troubled by the uh, collateral damage they're doing when they're just basically taking out people with impunity and often on spurious notions that they're in some way dangerous to America or to anyone uh, and playing God from the skies, it tortures him to breaking point. And that's basically the movie. It follows his gradual downward spiral as he's asked to do more and more awful things at the behest of uh, the national security people and apparatus in America. And the fact that he is just simply targeting people on the screen and ending their life. Uh, it's a very prescient idea. Um, there's also another interesting and not unappealing person either, Zoe Kravitz who has the genetic misfortune to have Lenny Kravitz as a dad and um, the woman from The Cosby Show is also not exactly lacking in that department. I can't remember what her name is now. It'll come to me. Um, and she stars as a uh, new pilot who is also really appalled at what's going on. And everyone else just kind of tunes out to what's going on or believes the hype that they're actually saving American lives. Um, like lots of Andrew Nicole's films, 
it's very intelligent. It does seem to use exposition more than storytelling. It's almost like it tells you what's happening in the in the world and how bad it is, rather than sort of dragging you through with uh, any sort of story. There's not really much of a plot to it. Sometimes I was stunned by what I was looking at, like the um, the uh, the way things were shot or the moods that were achieved. Um, particularly when they're doing these attacks which uh, instead of being up close and personal when you're seeing these huge explosions you're seeing these people only from their little screens uh, and then these big puffs and explosions going off and it's really effectively done it does actually carry a a great womp when you realize how these things actually work Um, but overall it does lack the, the coherence of a really good story or of going anywhere in particular it's almost like a vignette of this guy's life rather than something that has a start or an end um it's well worth watching because it's interesting to watch the drone wars there's not many films that have covered this uh, modern age warfare very well uh, and this is possibly the most preeminent one that's tried it but it does have flaws which again, I can't understand why this guy hasn't got these things nailed down by now, as he's obviously a really talented guy. I mean, cinematography, casting, um, the moods he does, the little nuances that he picks up on, uh, the relationship between Ethan Hawke and January Jones, everything's done really well, but just not quite there. It's just lacking something that gels and makes you want to actually care about anything that's happening. So I would watch it, good kill. Uh, Definitely got enough to recommend it, but probably I'd say 7 out of 10 for that.